Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11th chapter 1st verse 1, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. Our playwright, one playwright wrote that it's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief where no one else believes. Doc King says if you believe in something, if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we talk and share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. It is November the 11th, a very chilly Saturday morning. I'm with Craig Dickerson. I'm Reg Clay. How's it going, Craig? Hello, Reg. <laughs> Craig Dickerson here. It's good. It's good. Chilly. Yeah. Yeah, it's starting to get, uh, yeah. starting to get fall happening, man. Yeah, exactly. Did you... Uh, Enjoy veteran, Veterans Day. I'm not sure if you're a veteran or if you know of any veterans. I think today's Veterans Day officially. You know what? That is that yeah. is right. <laughs> yeah, I I'm doing fine. I'm, I'm you know it's it's another day for me. Yeah, <laughs> really, yeah, kind of. Yeah, but I was read I was reading up that Veterans Day. I think it was started after World War One. I. I think it was that when the armistice was signed, uh, November mm. of uh, nineteen. I want to say nineteen nineteen. But in any case, um, yeah. So we're back in it, and yeah. um, let's uh, we can let's let's jump right in. We're going to talk on Matthew twenty-five, well, um, verse wanted, one through thirteen. Go for I, it. I just I just wanted to say, Lord, thank thank you for letting us do this once again. Absolutely. I, th- I think yeah. I think we're down to like uh, you know ten plus episodes. <laughs> We've been, yeah, I think this is our eleventh episode right now. Plugging away. So. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know what? I forgot. I forgot. We should open up in prayer. So, well, uh, well the, the, you know, I just want to say, dear, dear Lord, um, thank you for letting us be together. I'm really happy to be here with Reg every amen. every week. We've been having a such a interesting experience going through the scripture mm-hmm. and opening it up and and letting it, you know talk to us and speaking out about our feelings and uh about it and understanding your words so much more and uh, please guide us and let us find the you know the right the right ways to love each other the right ways to care about the world amen 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 oh i, I once again i didn't want to shut you down oh no 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 <laughs> no, 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 no 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 i was just <clears throat> we're used to that. Usually when someone prays like, amen, amen, amen. And then the Lord Jesus, we pray amen. So oh, <laughs> if you're not used to that. <laughs> no, no. The, the, amen means like, okay, we're done. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I, I wanted to clarify that. So that was not to shut you down because that's the second time that we've done that. No, it's, it's a, I think it's a black cultural thing. I, th- I think it's an Episcopal thing. It's like, okay, okay, I'll be quiet now. <laughs> no, 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 no. But no. So I, I'm glad that we, we cleared that up. <laughs> So, so amen to to me is a period. Amen to you is a dot dot dot. Exactly, a comma, <laughs> an exclamation point. Because right it's it's you know it's considered rude. I mean, I I think well, I'm not sure if it's considered rude to just be silent during prayer. Oh gosh! Usually it's like yeah, yes, yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to. I was trying to encourage you. I think that happened in my church. <laughs> we go like, are you all right? <laughs> can, can, can I get you a glass of water? 
<laughs> yeah, hilarious. Cult- cultural clashes. Hey, it happens. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Oh man. So, <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Look like mixing it up. <laughs> that, there you go. So here we go. Matthew twenty-five, verse one through thirteen. This is the parable of the ten virgins. And once again, I'm using the NIV version. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise, however, took oils in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourself. But when they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the others also came. Sir, sir, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I do not know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. And that's it. Matthew 25, verses 1 through 13. That's a funny little story, isn't it? Yeah, and you also tied it up to Matthew 7. And uh, Well, yeah, I was saying, I, I kind of was looking, we were... You know, we were talking, and I was looking at the at the first part and the last part of the particular parable. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were saying, like, you know, Christ told a bunch of parables. That's kind of how he taught in these kind of, mm-hmm. okay, well, let me give you a hypothetical. Here's a little story about the kingdom of heaven. And it opens up like, you know, the, here's what the kingdom of heaven is like. And mm-hmm. then, dot, 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 and we go into, like, this story and all these characters and and what have you. And, yeah. And anyway, at the top of this, same thing. So I got that time, the kingdom of heaven, and I have, you had, will be like 10 young virgins, and I have, my version, 10 young bridesmaids. But, okay. <clears throat> you know, the thing is the same. It's like, you know, you know, there's 10 of these, five are, five are smart, five are not. Right. Five are prepared, five mm-hmm. are not. Right. You know, I mean, this is kind of like, well, why is the kingdom of heaven like, you know, Fifty percent of the people prepared, fifty percent of the people not prepared. Right, right. Like, yeah. It's like you know, it's a story. Mm-hmm. These people aren't real. Just bear with me. Right. But at the end of this particular parable, and in, in your version, it said, "Sir, sir," mm-hmm. when they come back in to the the foolish bridesmaids, the the five that you know didn't you know have mm-hmm. what they needed, mm-hmm. and they come back in, they bang on the door, the door shut, and then you have, "Sir, sir," I have, "Lord, Lord," yeah, "Lord, Lord." Open the door for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, he replies, I don't know you. Yeah. And that's it. You know, boom, mm-hmm. boom. And then there's a little capper. Therefore, keep alert because you do not know the day or the hour. Mm-hmm. Now, turning back to Matthew 7. Yeah, this is Matthew 7, verse uh, 21. And I'll go ahead and read that. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. 
away from me, you evildoers. Yeah, it's a little bit, uh, yeah, a little bit more violent and pointed there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Here, it's you know, even the parable. I mean, you you know, you may think like, oh no, those those foolish bridesmaids. Oh mm-hmm. no, and then they're denied entry in the kingdom of heaven and so forth. But it's like, yeah. it's a story, folks. These people aren't real. Yeah, <laughs> you know, this is a <clears throat> this is a made up thing. Yeah. And Jesus is basically saying, you know, be prepared. Uh, and we, you and I were talking off mic about, we don't know if it's a definitive, no, you're not coming in, you're never coming in. No, this is just the, I mean, he'll end the story with just like, bump bump and then, well, um, what next? Right. There's no what next. Mm-hmm. It's just like, that's the end of the story. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that they're not going to get in later. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. And um, I guess when, you know, when we were... Um, taking apart this and mm-hmm. you know, kind of like you know, unpacking it a little bit. Yeah. Well, what it really kind of talks about, at least to me, is mm-hmm. our relationship with with God, mm-hmm. our relationship with our spirituality. Right. Is exactly that. It's a it's a it's a functioning mm-hmm. give and take, and. It involves being prepared mm-hmm. and sacrifice and and understanding that one doesn't work without the other. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's a relationship, just like I have a relationship with you. Just right. like you would have a relationship. I have a relationship with Daisy. Right. It's and and all that all that stuff is is in this story. Right. You know, yeah. It, I mean, if we and we'll we'll unpack it further. Yeah, but uh, the questions, you know, when we start to look about, mm-hmm. you know, okay, we've got virgins and lamps and mm-hmm. oil and yeah. A bride. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. It's, well, it's very clear that five of the bridesmaids had thought long and hard about who who the groom is come, who who the groom is or the anticipation of someone coming in mm-hmm. and five were were thinking sort of in the now as if well he's going to show up right now but he's, he's going to be immediate right he's late right he didn't come right exactly yeah. they got dark and they fell asleep right so but it is i guess it's about preparation like i compared it the analogy that i used was making an investment like when we think about investments and savings we think about it on financial terms, like, you know, are we invested for the future? Do I have enough to retire and all of that stuff? Um, I think about spiritual investment. You know, how much have we invested in God? How, how much do we invest in our spirit, our, our relationship with God? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you, had, you had talked off mic about, you know, there are certain individuals within your family and friend um, group who have either passed away or are, are getting old. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I've been dealing with a lot of. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks these days, uh, and this will happen when you get older. And That's your, right. Your friends get older, older, and your your parents get older. Yeah. And uh, and they've yeah they've uh, they've they've started they're starting to think about like you know well this is the end. Am mm-hmm. I ready? Yeah. Am I ready for the end? Mm-hmm. Some people are. Some people are. Yeah. You know, how full is my lamp right now? <laughs> yeah. That's, just what, that's what they're saying. <clears throat> yeah. And, you, you know, know, the spirituality of, I mean, I think when we, de- when we deal with crises and issues and um, just the things that happen just in life, I mean, we talk, we talk about um, on earth as it is in heaven, you know, have we made, is, is earth 
earth is only as evil or as good as we make it to be. Um, if if we are dealing with the crises and and other things, a lot of it is is man made. I mean, a lot of we we create our own stuff. I mean, you know, we've talked about Trump in the past. We've talked about the um, the battles with the South. That you know, like Confederates uh, statues and stuff. We've talked about uh, women being mistreated um, by men. Um, the Weinstein thing, the Kevin Spacey thing, and now Louis C.K. And I'm sure tomorrow there'll be somebody else. A lot of what we do to ourselves is created by ourselves. Um, you know, I think that Jesus sort of wanted us to create a paradise. Well, God wanted us to create a paradise right here on earth. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to die and enter the kingdom of heaven. Heaven could be right here. <clears throat> Well, that's where, I, I mm-hmm. think that's where, I mean, it's in the Lord's Prayer. Right. On earth as it is in heaven. Right. Heaven. And I think Christ really depends on us mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. This story kind of tells that in a very kind of funky little way. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I, I, and I wanted to point out, and mm-hmm. we talked about this, all the binaries in here. Yeah. It's a lot like life. Mm-hmm. Um you have a 50-50 chance, even in heaven, of being ready or not ready. Right. Of being, you could be one of the five bridesmaids who are, mm-hmm. you know, got their lamps and oil. Half and you are ready, half on ready. Half, yeah. half are, half on. Right. Um, then, they're, then they're asleep. Then they're awake. Right. Then it's dark. Yeah. You know, and then the, first it's light. And then it's dark. And, and the lamps are on. The lamps are off. Yeah. The door is open. The door, the door is, is shut. shut. Right. You know. Life is like that. It's full of those complicated little, uh, do I turn left? Do I turn right? Is this a good thing or a bad thing? We wake up every day with these choices. Yeah. And, and we have to make one. It's, yeah. a real, it's a binary kind of world. Yeah. And Christ is saying, I am all over this. I understand what you're going through. Mm-hmm. I understand everything. Yeah. But if you're not with me, mm-hmm. if you're not living your life in a relationship with me, mm-hmm. And the the end of it is, you know, they're like, let us in. Let us have a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I don't know you. We don't have a bond. Right. And until you have that bond, mm-hmm. you don't have that. You don't have that assistance from Christ. Yeah. I mean, until you, until you kind of forge yeah. that relationship, just like with any relationship. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it. It requires active, mm-hmm. you know, an, an activity. Yeah. You know. And when you mention binary, I mean, there's even the binary as to what is our choice. What is our relationship with Christ? Are you with him or not with him? And a lot of people don't like that type of, uh, we've talked about loyalty and us wanting our freedom. Mm-hmm. And that sort of takes us away from joining a certain thing. Like we may not want to join a church or a group or what have you because we enjoy our own individual freedom. Mm -hmm. But there comes a time, like when you think about your relationship, let's say with Daisy or with your company or whatever, there's a time where you really need to draw on that relationship. And like I mentioned, the the investment, Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to, instead of making a deposit, you have to make a withdrawal because you need it. Like an, an emotional or spiritual withdrawal because you're going through hard times. Well, if you don't have anything invested, if you haven't established a relationship, there's nothing for you to draw on because there's nothing there. No. So, well, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot in this, uh, mm-hmm. in this, uh, 
in this little parable yeah about about the about that kind of relationship mm-hmm. you know and about waiting yeah you know they're waiting right they're waiting for he's late mm-hmm. you know and 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 i need i think we need to ask ourselves if we're in this kind of relationship that's not really there yet mm-hmm. we want it to be there yeah we want the wedding party to start and we want to be invited but we're waiting mm-hmm. we're waiting for this yeah. something yeah you know this relationship to happen some people have prepared themselves mm-hmm. <laughs> and are ready to involve themselves right some people are not so ready to mm-hmm. involve themselves but it just everyone everyone there the five the foolish ones the five you know prepared ones everyone's waiting for the same thing mm-hmm you know, and the and and the, I think that, that this text reminds us that this delay doesn't mean he's not going to come. Mm-hmm. You know, this life, yeah, this life, this with all its mm-hmm. this or that, right or wrong, black or white, mm-hmm. you know, age or or youth. Mm-hmm. It's not just as good as it gets right now. Mm-hmm. We're all waiting for something, even even when. We feel like hope is gone. Right. It doesn't take that away. Right. And I think one of the things I asked you to think about before we started, and I'll, I'll talk about it too, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you've given, you know, given a lot, mm-hmm. but we want to ask, I want to ask you, Reg, and I'll ask the same question to myself and mm-hmm. everyone. Is there something that you've waited for? And what was that like? Well, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, when I think, I mean, I'm a single guy, so I'm, I, I would say that I'm waiting for um, love. I'm waiting for, you know, the the right woman to come into my life. Right. She's probably in my life right now, but we just haven't consummated any. Who knows? You this know, parable is <laughs> talking to you right now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> totally. Talking but to you. Um, but when I think about relationships, I mean, I think when all of us think about relationships, we do think about it on the physical level, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily the spiritual level, which I think is part of the problem. But. <clears throat> even even for those folks who do have someone in their lives, like a wife or a husband or a boyfriend, girlfriend, what have you, um, sometimes you're even unfulfilled even with, when you do have your partner because, um, I don't know, maybe you're in the relationship for the wrong reasons. Uh, I've seen a lot of uh, breakups or a lot of relationships that are connected uh, for superficial reasons. And I think it's, um, you know, when I think about the bridesmaids who have only a little bit of oil they it it occurs to me like i think well why didn't they prepare maybe they thought i didn't i don't need to prepare it's i've already got it it's like um oh jenny wants me to be my boyfriend be my girlfriend well i've got her i don't i don't need to invest anymore i was gonna buy flowers but she said yes so what the hell (laughs) i don't need to be patient about anything right exactly why invest in a conversation you know why why take her to a nice restaurant i've got her i've got her already that's just 21st uh, century living isn't it (laughs) yeah i mean we're we're very fast-paced yeah it's it's instantaneous like fast food it's like uh oh you know let me hit doordash and i'll have the food delivered to me let me hit on facebook oh i've got likes yeah i've got a relationship now everything is immediate yeah i don't need any active kind of discipleship but it's all it's all right there for me sure but, but sure. i'm sure you know mm-hmm. we, we invest so much ego in 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 in, mm-hmm. in that yeah in that and yeah. i think i think the when i thought about this waiting question mm-hmm. uh it's only recently you know i kind of i i have been waiting for something but i didn't realize mm-hmm. what i was waiting for i mean for years uh, you know this is kind of confessional for sure, years sure. for years i i I was such an angry 
uh, person. Hmm. Very angry and with a chip on my shoulder. Hmm. And I live my life that way. Yeah. You know, and uh, for a long time. Hmm. You know, I'm not sure what I was pissed off at, but, hmm. you know, it was there and I couldn't shake it. And it kind of like got in the way. Hmm. Because nobody really wanted to hang out or, or deal with that, that young man. No. Why are you so pissed off? Hmm. What, what's the point? Yeah. And uh, it is only recently I started, as I got older, to start understanding that it, something has chipped away and chipped away at that. Mm-hmm. It took a long time. And uh, I'm not that. Mm-hmm. I'm not defined by that. Yeah. I didn't realize it until I started seeing other young angry men. oh yeah so like, oh yeah and, i've been yeah, there before yeah, yeah yeah it was kind of like and then i suddenly went like wow that's going to be a hard one to shake because i don't know what to tell you yeah i don't know where to start yeah um i could tell you you're angry but probably you know that mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh it's taken me so long to solve my problems hell if i'm not gonna be able, but i recognize it mm-hmm. and it, and i and I didn't, I've, I'd waited, I'd waited a long, long time mm-hmm. for, for that to happen. And I don't know how I developed relationships with, with other people, with mm-hmm. friends, with, mm-hmm. with my wife, with, with, uh, with God. Yeah. I don't know how I got through that door, but I'm no longer waiting outside with an empty lamp. Right. When it comes to that particular facet of growth. Yeah. And I think what's talking about here in, in the parable to, speaks to me on that mm-hmm. emotional, spiritual growth. Yeah. though That's what the lamps are. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not just did I pay my taxes. Right. Or did I not pay my taxes. Right. It, to me, and it was, it was about shedding that, that that young guy mm-hmm. who you know had his arms crossed yeah and was frowning yeah and wouldn't let any light in yeah you know there's so many young guys men i should say and i think it's fitting that we're talking about this because there's all sorts of stuff i don't want to tie it into current events but when i think about <laughs> weinstein and when i think about kevin spacey it's what's and been going on this week this wasn't going on i mean you know there's sort of male entitlement and sort of how men grow up and how they relate to the world and how they relate to women and how they relate to what they feel are entitled i'm entitled to act this way or whatever and there is a lot of anger and and of course the anger is um I mean, like, you know, your your anger is a little different from, let's say, mine. Like, I didn't know if I grew up angry, but I did grow up. I mean, I was an only child for a long time. I did go through a little bit of abuse. Um, and I don't think, you know, my parents weren't, weren't evil, but I think they just didn't know how to cope with being a good parent, but also dealing with living in the ghetto. And it was the aftermath of King's assassination. And where does the black person go after that? And what about the promise of Hope the and, Civil Rights Act yeah, and all of that stuff? Yeah. And finding a job and, and that sort of stuff. And um, all of a sudden, your, your house gets broken in because your best friend, you know, you know, ripped you off and all that stuff. I mean, there are all sorts of ghetto stories that, that go on. Um, and me feeling, well, I'm short and skinny. I can't attract any, you know, girls. And, um, and sure, th- there's plenty of, I mean, and I'm sure a lot of young boys, um, because they don't know how to handle 
their um, frustrations and just the fact of just growing up. And also men don't cry. You know, you're 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 a boy. You're a big man. You know, you don't. And so we have a hard time sh- showing our emotions. And I really believe that that's a, um, a psychological thing that all men, regardless of culture, deal with. And I'm convinced that, you know, those who join ISIS and Al-Qaeda or whatever, there's a little bit of that psychology going on. Um, and, of course, you know, the alt-right movement, I'm sure there's a lot of that going on. These are things that no one talk about. But, you know, we, we slap a coat, coat of paint of other outside events that justify why we do the things that we do. Um, well, but, I, was, I was telling you earlier, yeah. I, I, I can't explain all men, but you yeah. know, because, you know, we're these days, of course, we're all fucked up. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, exactly. Yeah. But I but I can say I think I saw something and, and it just, you know, rang mm-hmm. true to me. It's like, yeah. you know, you wonder where all these men who, do, you know, who behave in all these, uh, you know, mm-hmm. obnoxious, atrocious and, you know, de- deplorable ways. Sure. Where do they get their water? And it's from a well. They get it from a deep expanding well mm-hmm. that tells other men that it's a okay to you know you know be uh, all these things yeah and that even on destructive things mm-hmm. because you've got a you've got an army of of yeses behind you sure things are changing and i'm glad to see that yeah and I'm sure many will say, well, that's what defines a man. I remember I went on a date with uh, this uh, chick and uh, she was like, oh, I'm so sick of men being so dominant or whatever. I like a sweet, you know, you know, man who is sensitive, who will listen to me and all that stuff. And so I went on a couple of dates with her and she was like, you know, you're kind of nice. You're a little too nice or whatever. I was like, (laughs) okay, so the very thing that you hate (laughs) defines what man is. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm sure the definition of men, if it comes across different than the main definition in their heads, is a bit perplexing as well. Exactly. So it's a mother of all ironies. You know, the very thing that, you know, Donald Trump crows about is like, yes, I'm offensive because I'm a man. You know, that's what defines manhood. And hopefully that will change. What's interesting about this Bible verse, you know, especially um, verse, I think it's 12. I do not know you. I don't know you. Mm -hmm. But he replied, I tell you the truth. I don't know you. That's know 12. You. Yeah, it's a shocker, isn't it? And then there, therefore keep alert because yeah. you do not know the day or the hour. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, but, that's a shocker. Yeah. But what you can't love, I mean, I've had so many people tell me, well, you know, you can't love someone if you don't know someone. And we talk about it. If you ask anyone, do you love God? You ask any Christian. Of course, they'll say, yes, I love God. But do you know him? And, you know, how much of the Bible do you read? How much... How much going out into the world and fellowshipping and doing the works that God wants you to do, I would, I would suggest that is really knowing and understanding him. Like we talked about it on the last podcast, you know, what is the best way of representing God or giving to, to God yeah. is by giving to others. Well, it's, it, it's kind of the formula mm-hmm. and, and what's in order to have that relationship, I mean, you want you, whether it be with Christ or mm-hmm. the bridegroom mm-hmm. or you know a relationship with maybe an estranged family or mm-hmm. friends that you feel disconnected with or yeah. or lovers or wives or husbands mm-hmm. or siblings that you ha- can't get along with. Mm-hmm. When you, in order to have you, you, you need you need to have that relationship, and the formula is. Do good works. 
if you don't know how to love, right? If you if you're not quite sure mm-hmm. where to get the oil for your lamp, yeah. If you don't know whether it's time to sleep or time to wake up, right? If we're going through this binary world and you can't figure it out and mm-hmm. it's complicated, mm-hmm. start with loving one another, helping one another, right. helping someone, mm-hmm. doing the works. Just we talked about talking the talk and walking the walk, right? Just start. Mm-hmm. Doesn't take very much, right? It's a muscle. Mm-hmm. You flex it. And then once you do, that relationship with Christ, so that relationship that you're seeking mm-hmm. has a path. The door can be opened. Exactly. You know, the light can the light can flicker. That's right. You know, um, that's it. Yeah. Um, and, and what Christ wants us to do is not wait around for the bridegroom, not wait around for heaven to happen. Mm-hmm. We understand the frailties of human living. We understand yeah. that you need to sleep and be awake. Mm-hmm. He's saying at the end, be alert. You right. never know when I'm going to come. Right. You never know when that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to be late. Yeah. You know, you, you are waiting. I'm mm-hmm. aware of that. Yeah. While you're waiting, mm-hmm. bring heaven to earth. Right. Start bringing that concept mm-hmm. right here, right now. Yeah. That's what you can do while you're waiting. Yeah. You know? And I would argue that's the investment. I've talked about the, the financial uh, investment or the parallel of an investment. When you give to others, you know, we talked about it on the last podcast, you know, what is the great commandment? Love. The two greats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, love me and, and, and love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And the, the two yeah, are, the, are, are the bookends. Yeah. The, yeah. They were pulled from Leviticus and I guess. Right. And uh, Deuteronomy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and they were, and the Pharisees knew them because it was part of their daily ritual. The, right. The yeah. And I, and I think that um, getting back to uh, the when we when we think about our 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 connection, our relationship with God, a lot of people don't really think about it because it's like, especially if you're if you're doing okay, if you're doing okay in life, then you know you may not even think about it. But there's going to be a time where you need to pull from that that metaphysical bank account where you need someone, let's say you're, you're on your bed, you're sick, or let's say um, just spiritually, or you just feel empty or alone, or you feel angry. Like, you know, that young, angry Craig Dickerson, the young, angry Reg Clay. Or you feel, yeah, you are. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. you feel like, you know, this is it. This is all life is. Yeah. I don't like it. And it's sucking. Yeah. I I should be remiss. Uh, There was a tragedy that happened this week. Um, um, a guy went into a church and just shot up a bunch of folks. And try yeah. to figure that one out. Yeah, and it's sad. And I understand, you know, people feel justified in their anger. They're like, oh, I'm angry and people are having fun and, and enjoying life, i.e., they have their oils filled. Mm-hmm. Uh, which also, um, I think, uh, Psalm 23, uh, my cup runneth over of the, of the oil. So there's another analogy of the oil. But. You you can react with anger. You can react with, uh, you know, just um, people are having fun or people are enjoying themselves and I'm not. So, therefore, I'm going to destroy it. Yeah. Um, In church. Yeah. Of all places. Yeah. And like, I, I think it's like it, what scares me is like it, I I go to church mm-hmm. and, I, and I know. That when I go this week, yeah, everybody in my congregation, you know, all these faithful people, mm-hmm. part of them right now mm-hmm. is going to be genuinely frightened 
about mm. where we are in human history. Mm. Maybe yeah. not for their own lives at that yeah. particular time. Maybe they like, but I'm going to be thinking about it. Yeah. I'm going to be thinking about like how genuinely frightened I am yeah. about where we are right now and it, and where we're headed. <clears throat> right. You know, I mean, the freedom to go yeah. to church. Yeah. What's the justification for this, this, these killings? And, and yeah. where's the compassion? Yeah. Where is it? Yeah. It seems really, really fragile. Yeah. It seems really, really mm-hmm. in the face of oppression. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and the, and the violence. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, this the, it, it's beyond. It, you know, yeah, it's beyond. But I'm going to be thinking about. That. Yeah, well, know. I mean, the two thoughts that I have about that. Number one, the immediate thing is verse thirteen. You never know the time and the place. You know, it can happen at any time. Which means our mortality. You know, if you yeah. think you have time, well, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week, or I'll I'll open up that Bible and you know focus on it. It could happen tomorrow. I mean, I don't want to be um, well, nihilistic or whatever, but no. if you think you have, you know. Up until the age of 70 or 80 or 90, you think you have a long life. Hopefully you have. God willing, you will have a long life, but you don't know. And if you don't get right and really make your investment, fill that oil up with uh, the knowledge of God and the love of God, your connection with Jesus Christ. Well, all I can tell you, Reg, is is that for me, uh, my waiting game worked out. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because I... Even when I didn't have a connection with Christianity mm-hmm. or even a real connection with anyone else, I, I myself was living with hope. Yeah. And I think you're living with hope, too. Sure. It doesn't make us immune mm-hmm. to the realities. Right. Especially if you, you know, we were talking about the Confederate monuments and the realities of history. Right. It doesn't make us immune to that. Right. Um, but we are. We're, yeah. We're living, we're living in hope. Yeah, you know, and and we're living and and I think what what I get from Christianity is mm-hmm. that I get some confidence about it. Right. It's not that I'm you know trying to be evangelical, although mm-hmm. I am because mm-hmm. here we are. Yeah, we're talking about Christianity and Christ, but I'm just <laughs> saying like right. What it fuels my lamp, it yeah. gives me confidence, right, and I can. I can trust. Mm-hmm. I can trust that you know history continues to come come forward mm-hmm. and bring life and bring compassion and bring new good changes. Mm-hmm. At least it worked for me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's all I can say. You know about yeah. all <laughs> all yeah. the troubles is that. You know, because <clears throat> when, when you when you talk about you being angry in your youth, mm-hmm. God forbid, but you could have been that guy grabbing an AK or AR-15 and, you know, just saying, you know, screw the world. Yeah. Pop, 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 pop. And I'm sure when we look into, you know, this verse, what if you were that bridesmaid that didn't have enough oil and you were told, I don't know you? Or let's say the door shut on you. That can make you angry. You know, that can um, be, you know, that guy's, you know, some people can identify. Oh, yes, I was the guy who, the, the bridesmaid whose door was shut, shut upon me. Mm-hmm. You now, when we talked about earlier on this podcast, it's, we don't know whether it's finite or if it's eternal, you know, that door being shut on you. We don't know if the bridesmaids can go back and get their oil. Well, they did come back and say, I don't know you. Yeah. But eventually later on, they say, okay, I know you now. Come on in. Well, they were waiting before their 
the waiting. I feel like they're waiting again. Yeah. You know, and and I feel as though whatever we're waiting for, mm-hmm. you know, it is still something. Yeah. That I I I choose to think it's God's love. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're talking about, you know, you you got to go to surgery. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're waiting for next week? Go to surgery. Yeah. Are you, are you waiting through an illness? Yeah. Are you are you did you lose your job? Yeah. Are you waiting to get hired someplace? Yeah. All of us have this expectation. Mm-hmm. You know, we want that bridegroom to come. Yeah. It's like we want that check to come. Yeah. Um, I feel like you know that's something we all have in common. What's What's here is is mm-hmm. is, is an accountability for that a relation. Uh, uh, just an acknowledgement that this is a relationship. Mm-hmm. This is a give and take. Um, you're not going to enter into the kingdom of heaven until you start building it right here. That's exactly right. Um, you know, mm-hmm. right here. I mean, yeah. and I and I'm not going to be around. Yeah. I mean, here Christ is in, in the in the, in this gospel. Christ yeah. is very close to death. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, right. That's exactly right. He's not going to be around. He's like, I'm not going to be around. Yeah. I'm not going to be here to, you know, create the wedding party. Yeah. Everybody wants to come to the party. I want to go to the party. I want to have a party with you. Right. Hey, man, I want to have a love fest with you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're connected. Yeah. We're lovers. You, me, disciples, Jesus, we're all like, you know, we're having a big orgy. And I want that to happen. But I'm not going to be around. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'll send you prophets and angels and, mm-hmm. you know, help you out. I'll send you, you know, wise and, and gifted and, and loving people to mm-hmm. show you the way. Yeah. When I can't. Mm-hmm. But it's up to you. Yeah. It's up to you to make that kingdom of heaven right here. And I can't do it without you. And you can't do it without me. Right. That's what a relationship is. We need each other. Mm-hmm. I need you. You need me. Right. Everybody wants to have a party. Mm-hmm. We're all waiting for that to happen. Right. You need to connect. Mm-hmm. And whether that's connecting with Christ, like we're trying to do yeah. in our lives, or whether it's connecting with one another, whatever turns your boat, mm-hmm. you know. We live in this binary world, right and wrong. Mm-hmm. You've got to make those decisions. It's right. tough. It's complicated. Right. But you need that relationship. Mm-hmm. You need that loving relationship. Yeah. To make it work. Yeah. To come to the bride, to come to the wedding <clears throat> party. I mean, we began this podcast, I mean, when we first, first, first began this podcast saying, you believe or you don't. We, we probably can't make you believe for those who don't believe in Christ or Christianity or God. So that's the first binary choice. Do you believe or don't you? If you don't, nothing we can say, you know, is going to make a difference. Now, if you do, okay, that's great. Now, will you have a relationship with Christ? If you could say, do you or do you not love him? If you do, then you make the effort. It's just like, you know, like any relationship. It's like, well, you know, if you love me, then you'll call me. (laughs) You'll show up. You'll arrive. (laughs) Okay, you're here. You love our baby. Okay, will you help me, you know, take care of of him or her, you know, teach him or her to read and all of that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, half of it is just showing up, being there. And um, and that's how you build the relationship, no matter how difficult it is, no matter how many rough spots you hit, simply being there. And um, like I think about the relationship with um, 
with my dad. You know, I'm very close with my dad. And, you know, it's not so much the gifts that he gives or you know, the fact that he was wealthy. I mean, he's never was wealthy and all that sort of stuff. But he was simply there. I mean, even when, you know, like when my parents broke up, he, you know, he, I, I could always talk to him. You could always, you could always talk to him. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't always have the answers. He doesn't always have the answers. He'll just, be very quickly. Just, just being like, Hey, I'm here. I don't know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, which is a comfort. I mean, and it's yeah. something that we take for granted because, you know, the, the person is always there. But when we think about the people who we love in life, mm-hmm. um, it's not so much what they do or what they don't do, but they're there. They're, they're available. And when they leave, when they die, it really, really hurts. It's like, oh, my God, I just miss her voice, his voice or whatever. And it's just it's just being there. Yeah. So when we talk about a connection with Christ, we have to be there. And being there isn't just saying, oh, I love God or I'm just going to go to church. Are you there every day? Are you investing in the relationship every day? Mm-hmm. Do you give to your fellow man, fellow woman every day? Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. It's hard to have a relationship with somebody who basically is a storyteller in a book. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I was... It's a I very think, abstract concept. It's a very abstract concept. You know, I'm, I understand. I mean, I think mm-hmm. uh, all my atheist friends I just think I'm crazy for even, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you know, feeling that way. Yeah. I mean, how... I have no I have no proof other than, you mm-hmm. know, the fact that it just kind of mo- motivates me and, yeah. to doing something, you know, worthwhile, I yeah. think. You know, I think when we're talking about somebody's going to correct me. The quote from Sartre, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. I don't believe in God, but, you know, I, I think the cruelest thing was that he doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> right. It, it, it really does sound like Sartre. It does yeah. sound like Sartre. <laughs> and, 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 and I get that. Yeah. I get that. But, but caring about one another, that's real enough. Yeah. It's real enough for mm-hmm. the teachings of Christ. Yeah. You know? when, when I think about atheists or agnostics of course it makes logical sense to not believe in god but i do wonder about the friends of mine who are atheists or agnostic or whatever about their spiritual self i mean you know they do things like well you know they go to parties or they go to raves or they go to other things to have some sort of a connection with people um because they want to have some sort of a connection. we're all looking for you mentioned what are we looking for what are we yearning for yeah, what are we waiting what are we waiting for right I think we look at it on a very physical level, like we talked about. Well, that's immediately right. That's if the bridegroom came on time, right? Oh, he's here! Boom, party, or <laughs> yes, you know. <laughs> I mean, we think about you know like yeah. the gratification we get when we have our newest iPhones. Like, yeah. oh, I've got the iPhone oh, now. Feels so great. I'm done. Now <laughs> life is complete. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then two weeks later, after you have all your apps, like, eh. uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> right? Or you have your newest gadget, your newest toy, your newest car, your newest this or whatever. I know. I know I've been. I waited sometimes. I uh, read about these bottles of wine that are just like so fantastic. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Life, life-changing nectar of the gods, wine. You know? Right. I didn't tell you. I'm kind of into wine right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then, well, I, that was your business at, yeah, at one well, point. Been, yeah, yeah. Still kind of is. But yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, you, and then you and then you get it. This coveted rare vineyard vintage yeah. or whatever. And you go like, oh God, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me. Remember um, Edgar Edgar Allan Poe, the cask of Amontillado. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's about wine. The vintage wine, <laughs> the and vintage. of course the. Oh, wow. I won't give you spoilers. Go ahead and read the story. It's only a hundred some odd years old. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's a quick read. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know we have this instant gratification. Oh, I've got a like. I've got friends now. I've, I'm. 
popular. Oh, look. Yeah, look how many hits I have on my, on, on right. my post. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's about the brand and, right. you know, building up your brand and all that sort of stuff, the instant stuff. Now, that's, I don't think that takes the place of spiritual gratification or filling up something within your soul. I mean, even the, even the concept of soul is a very abstract thing, but it's something that I believe in. And when I say that I believe in Jesus Christ, that I'm a Christian, I'm saying that I believe in something spiritual, a spiritual growth that I have within me, which helps me smile when I shouldn't be smiling, which helps me. Um, you talked about people on their deathbeds or whatever. One confession that I'll make, not that it's much of a confession, but I've been going to the dentist um, periodically, almost every other week. I have another appointment on Monday. Oh, yeah. oh gosh. Um, that's, that's fun waiting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's not a fun thing to wait about. Yeah. But, you know, I have a gum disease, periodontal gum disease, yeah. and it's sort of affected just, you know, um, all sorts of stuff. Um, it right. If you don't take care of it, then it um, gives you bad breath, and uh, it... it, it, um, it it, it it just you know you lose, you can bone, lose bone mass yeah, yeah, yeah. and I have I have lost bone and, and that sort of stuff so my spirituality is very very important because if I didn't have it if, if I don't have that foundation that sort of holds me up and helps me to get to work every day and to smile and to be good to people and to go to rehearsal like I'll be going to rehearsal tonight there you know there's some folks who are like screw it this you know life is horrible life is hell and there's there's just no tomorrow well, and I know, that, pe- I know people who have had you know like that's pretty serious and you're dealing with it mm-hmm. but but yeah you could throw in the towel yeah you could yeah and just say you know yeah fuck it um mm-hmm. I, i'm gonna let this just take take over right and beat, or like and, and beat me up yeah life is unfair well how could there be a god and i have this disease or something and where was he yeah. and he's failed me and all that stuff what pisses me off is like this week and i'm i'm, sure. I'm just gonna change something but, but Go for going it. back to that church shooting yeah and then it's all related and then listening to this and listening to this you know this crazy alabama you know, senator, yeah, or candidate for senator, t- yeah. twist the Bible this way and that. Oh, yeah, and and then looking at this parable, it's kind of a funky little tale about mm-hmm. a, lo- a lot of people, even in the Catholic religion, have talked about this as well. If he's talking about the kingdom of heaven, then he's talking about purgatory and the fifty percent of the brides. I mean, just taking it into mm-hmm. this like other kind yeah. of like, and I can certainly see why you know why everybody right now is so, you know, hating Christians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hating Christians. Because sure. all this crap is being happened in God's name. Yeah. And it's just, to me, I mm-hmm. find it just like, there's no reason more than ever for you and me to be talking about this right now. Absolutely. I mean, this is the time. Yeah. Because if anybody needs to say like, hey, Christians... This is what this is what we're about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's, it's now. Yeah, in the face of this, like mm-hmm. you know, hypocrisy and violence. Yeah, in the name of God. Yeah, you know, and it's it's really it's a bastardization of Christianity. I mean, it's it's parallel to Al Qaeda and ISIS, it's, who use Islam against the name of Islam and, uh, to and, uh, to and, to perpetrate. And then we got the hatred. quote unquote Christians to tell to try to make us not know the difference. Right. It's like, right. It's, a it's cra- horrible. It's a crazy damn world, is what yeah. it is. And you know, when people people may say, "Why do you have a Christian podcast?" I'm like, "Well, when I listen, I'll tell you a quick story." So I was on the train. This is about maybe ten years ago, heading to work, 
and I'm on the BART train, and of course, there's this guy who uh, looks a little homeless. And, uh, you know, people are a little pissed off, like, oh, for God's sake, why does this guy, you know, let me get a dollar or something. Hopefully, he'll just move on and whatever. But he didn't ask for money. He started quoting the Bible. He started giving a Bible verse. And I forget what it was. And he, he wasn't yelling or screaming, and he, he didn't have a tract or anything like that. He was just plaintively talking about the Bible. And I felt really fulfilled. Well, one person called um, the, um, the front of the train. It's like, listen, we're being bombarded here. And, and it was crazy because he didn't, wasn't doing anything. <laughs> he just disturbed. He was, he was just talking so, to people. So while you were being fulfilled, this other person was getting yeah. all like riled up. And because this person called the, uh, the top, the, uh, the BART whatever conductor, the whole train stopped at Embarcadero. Everyone had to get out. The police had to be called. And I, we had to wait for a new train. And, you know, when the cops came, I was like, listen, I'll, I'll work with the DA's office and I'll give you my card. But I'm just here to say this person didn't do anything at all. All he was doing was just talking the Bible. And he wasn't messing with anyone at all. I think this is just absolutely crazy. Yeah. Later, I was reprimanded by that by a supervisor. was like, listen, you can't, you know, you don't represent the DA's office. I mean, you, you can't do that. You're trying to, you're trying to say I'll, like, hey, I'm a voice for the people. <laughs> right. But, um, but it's, you know, when I think about the word of God, I mean, people using the word of God for their own purposes or for their own superficial needs or whatever. When we talk about the Bible, we're always, especially you, you always reference, okay, we're talking about Matthew, but let's also talk about Deuteronomy. Or let's talk about the re- why, you know, Jesus referencing this and that and the other. The Bible, especially when people use the Bible for the correct purposes, the Bible sort of supports its own self. I mean, Jesus is referencing the Bible his, himself. Yeah. It's a, it's a multi-layered textured thing. Yeah. And, and these parables, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was telling you earlier, yeah. we've been reading a lot of parables over the last few weeks. Sure. Matthew, yeah. specifically. And these parables, you know, if you try to put them all together in this kind of mm-hmm. matrix, yeah. you know, where they all kind of connect. Yeah. Uh, you know, basically the the connection is God is love, love thy neighbor. Yeah. That's what love is. Do it. I mean, that's it. Right. It's not really... All that matrixy complicated. Exactly. But, but when you sit there mm-hmm. and take each little verse, which has been orally tr- given, mm-hmm. translated from Greek and Aramaic and yeah. Hebrew and yeah. whatever language, and right. reinterpreted and mm-hmm. put into several other languages and revised and rewritten. Yeah. And you take little bits apart mm-hmm. and you say, that is the law of the land. Mm hmm. It's just as absurd as right. trying to put it all together. Right. This parable with all these weird little people in it. Yeah. In the kingdom of heaven. Right. Shutting doors, lighting lamps, go- waking up, going to sleep. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. It's a story, folks. And all these little stories have little messages. Yeah. That are sometimes a little complicated. Mm-hmm. Sometimes go round and round. Sometimes they answer things outright. Sometimes right. they're there. Yeah. To say think about it right but each one has a little message right and it's a message that's supposed to kind of be not just chewed up and swallowed yeah but savored right and that's the fun of it Mm -hmm. that's the joy of it right that's why people you know Mm -hmm. have been reading it for two millennia and i think people read it for millennia (laughs) because when the bible is used for the right purpose it uplifts you 
and it uplifts other people. It motivates you to uplift other people. Well, that's the that's the idea, right? That's that's the that's the concept. It's a mm-hmm. it, 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 it's a it's a roadmap. Yeah, it's a roadmap to kind of like mm-hmm. you know help live your life better and yeah. help others. Because I mean, so you, you talked about uh, other people and p- dealing with um, the bad things that happen in life. I'm a football fan, so. Um, um, there's a, there's a thing called NFL Films, and it's been going on since the 70s. Um, Steve Sable and Ed Sable created it. And they have, there's an announcer, John Facenda, who has this great booming voice, lower voice. And there's a thing that he says, pain is inevitable. And he's talking about football, where you're going to get hit. You're going to get your teeth knocked out. You're going to get a concussion. You're going to have an ACL and all that stuff. And I think about that in life. Pain is inevitable. You're going to feel pain. People are going to piss you off. Mm -hmm. It happens at work. It happens in your relationships. There will be injustice. Yeah. Shit will happen. Right. Right. Pain is is (laughs) inevitable. It's not about a matter of if, but when. (laughs) And also, it's a matter of what will you do about it? I mean, will you contribute to the pain? Will you administer pain because you got pain? Mm -hmm. Or will can you endure and how will you endure? I mean, when I think about the Bible and why I'm a Christian, I need it to help me endure the pain. I think of it as like a metaphysical helmet huh. <laughs> or, you know, pads or whatever. <laughs> right. I just came. I, I didn't even think about this a couple of minutes ago. It's like yeah. you know, spontaneous. But yeah. really, I, I need that protection yeah. to help me. I do, I do too. And I, I, when, I, when I take the Eucharist, yeah. I, I mean, when I take the communion and, yeah. and, and, and perform or with the with the congregation yeah. you know in the in the eucharist and our ritual yeah it's kind of like you know i know this may sound gross to a lot of people but when you you know reinvent the last supper like the episcopals mm-hmm. do every mm-hmm. every week and yeah you know you drink christ's blood and you eat his flesh right. blah, 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 like like vampire zombies <laughs> right um <laughs> then we <clears throat> when we do this when i do this yeah afterwards mm-hmm. First, you we go through this holy moly kind of like we're making plain bread into flesh, we're making plain wine into blood. Yeah, you know, and and, and believe me, it's a lot of hocus pocus and showiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the entire ritual is to be filled every yeah. week. Yeah. First, you're forgiven of your sins, then you're filled every week. Yeah. Is to be rebaptized, to be reborn. That's right. To be cleansed and to start over, to get a reset. Yeah. And. In a way, that's putting my shoulder pads on. Yeah. I mean, when I do that, it's kind of like, all right, I need a reset. I need some help. I need to I need to reestablish my relationship mm-hmm. so that I can get off my human butt and get some shit done for good. Exactly. And it just it reestablishes because I'm lazy. Yeah. I'm inherently lazy. Yeah, me too. And I can let it mm-hmm. I can let it go. Yeah. I can really <laughs> let it go. You know? That that bed is very comfortable for me. And uh, you know, I can stay in that bed I know for days. This is, I know this is not a unique problem. <laughs> right. You <know>? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. You know? Yeah. But but we all want to go to the party. Yeah. That's what Christ is saying here. Yeah. Come to the party. Mm-hmm. You know you want to come to the party. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get you ready. Right. So that you can, you know, be a better functioning human being for yourself, for me. Right. Do it for me. Right. Yeah. Because you love me. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If, if for any other reason, if you don't have anybody else, do it for me. Yeah. You know, do what, it, you know, 
for it, and, and what do you say? For whatever you do to the least of exactly. these, you do for me. Right. You right. Know, if you want to help some crazy guy on the BART who's pre- preaching God, <laughs> yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Right. Way to step up. Right. <laughs> you know? That's exactly right. And, you know, and like, like I said, you know, it's 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 crazy concept that when you give to someone else, and we're only a couple of weeks away from Thanksgiving, so I think it's uh, timely. When you give to others, you really are fulfilled. It's a crazy concept. It works. I mean, it makes you feel all right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very anti-capitalism, you know. <laughs> Trump, is like, Trump is like, hey, I made my fortune. This is about me, and everything has to be about me. I wonder what he would do if he ever, like... <laughs> You know, volunteered to do something. It might freak his world, wouldn't it? Well, as president, he's sort of forced to do that. I'm sure he has to go to, I think, didn't he go to Texas? Like, to, I don't know if he did, he like do the stereotypical, you know, presidents will paint a house or whatever just no, to. No, he throws paper towels. That's what he, oh, that, that's what he did, in yeah. In Puerto Rico. That was kind of a volunteer yeah, thing, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. That was a, that was a selfless act. Right. <laughs> And, and as opposed to Jimmy Carter, who was, I think, 90 years old, and he's still building yeah, he's still, houses. He's still climbing on rooftops. That's goofy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, God, God bless Jimmy Carter. But um, the concept of giving and being received by giving is a, is a hard <coughs> concept, but it's one that works. I yeah. just, I'll just tell you, you know, you have to have faith that, that giving, uh, you know, you give to yourself. It makes you feel good. It really fulfills your spirit. Well, it's, and you're putting money and you're putting the proverbial spiritual money into the bank account. You know, if you're going out and you're in a, you're helping in a shelter or you're helping yeah. in a in a food pantry or a food drive, if you're doing that mm-hmm. this holiday season, I urge you to do it. There's lots of opportunities to yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, you're going to come face to face with people in need. Mm-hmm. And and if you're ever curious about how that works, mm-hmm. you'll see. Yep. You'll see right away. Yeah. You know, if you're ever curious about, you know, how it works to help somebody, mm-hmm. you can do it. You can see it. Yeah. Doesn't hurt. Right. <laughs> Takes a little time. Yeah. But. And, you know, you fill, up, you fill up that lamp of yours. I mean, you know, if you, yeah. if you are of the belief that there is a God and you have the belief that you love Jesus Christ, this is the way you fill up your lamp to be prepared, to be ready, and also to, uh, to give to others. So I, we talked about... Um, I wanted to mention my grandmother um, because you talked about, you know, some friends of ours who mm. are um, sick or, you know, they're like, oh, my God, you know, I just why why is life the way it is? And uh, I'm infirm and whatever. You know, my grandmother was on her deathbed. This is a uh, mother clay um, on my father's side of the family. And I saw her about maybe a year before she passed away, but she was still bedridden mm. and. She just focused on everyone else. She just focused on the family. Uh, I think my parents were going through some trouble at that time. And, you know, while she was just riddled with pain, I mean, you know, the pain that only an 87-year-old can go through. Um, And she was like, listen, I want the two of you to talk to one another and, you know, you guys can make it work or whatever. She That's all that she focused on. I remember her holding my hand. Yeah, you said she had a like a killer grip. She had a killer grip. You know, she had one of those vice grip type grips, even at that old age. And uh, it's something that I, it was just sort of a strength. It's sort can, of a type. You can of, still feel it, can't you? I can. And That's it's kind of cool. Yeah, and it, it's a it's sort of a wonderful thing where it's sort it of a, cool. it's maybe you know you know when I was a kid, I felt that she was abrasive and she was sort of you know just rigid or whatever. But I sort of grew to understand and love just. Um, 
that's what giving is. You know, giving is not so much the, you know, the sort of, you can think of the Brady Bunch. You can think of, you know, just very idyllic, sort of sweet and gentle. But sometimes love is a very tough thing. You know, it's a tough thing to, when you go into the kitchen and you have to, you know, chop up the chicken and or, you know, yeah, I guess in her days she had to break, you know, to kill the chicken and pluck it, pluck the uh, the feathers off or whatever. You have to get messy. You have to break some eggs and all that sort of stuff to to prepare something to to help someone. Like you know, you talked about it where you have to clean somebody's boo boo yeah. and um, help somebody to the bathroom. Yeah. You know, love is a very messy thing. And it's so funny, you thought she was really abrasive and you didn't really kind of connect. Exactly, and your connection, <laughs> yeah, is this death grip she put on you. It's almost as if she was telling you, hey, this bridegroom's coming. That's right. And you don't know when mm-hmm. or how. Yeah. You're you're going to have this relationship. Yeah. You don't even know if you don't even know when that's going to happen. Yeah. That's kind of funny. And she didn't care about her own death. You know, it wasn't about, "Oh my god, I'm dying. Focus on me." Well, maybe her lamp was just lit. And she was ready for the door to she be open. She was ready. Yeah, yeah. She was ready. I mean, she had enough lamp to give to of <laughs> oil to give to everyone else. That's, and she did it even at her last day, at last breath. That's cool. So I, so I think about that. And I think it's something we should we should all think about. You know, yeah, things are going to happen, folks. That's right. I mean, if you're waiting, if you're anticipating. Yeah. You know, you know, things are going to happen. If you're ready, things are going to happen in very unexpected ways, mm-hmm. aren't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Ho- hopeful, active waiting. Yep. <laughs> and we have hit the one-hour mark. Right on. <laughs> uh, you want to close us out? No, it's my turn. i got to close this out in prayer. Okay. Heavenly Amen. Father. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> right. right. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for uplifting us and uh, giving us inspiration, even spontaneous inspiration. Uh, we've come up with all sorts of thoughts and concepts from the word that uh, we didn't even know we were going to come up with. And I know that's you speaking through us. And I thank you so much. And thank you so much for the experiences that we've had, both good and bad, throughout our lives, which has made us angry, which has made us frustrated, but which has made us learn and appreciate uh, the love that you can give to us, that uh, we can, instead of espousing hatred and anger, that we espouse goodness and mercy that, uh, that you have given to us and that we want to give to others. We ask that you bless others through uh, the scriptures and through this podcast, and we ask that um, that anything that we do, we do through the love of you. We ask this in Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <laughs> all right. Fantastic. Wow. We we came up with all sorts of cool, cool stuff. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. It's you know, it's very spontaneous. And I think that's that's um God working through us. I really believe that. Okay, here's our blurb. Uh you can find uh You Gotta Have Faith on the Apple Podcast app on all iPhones and iPads. Of course you're listening to this now, so this is what you can tell other folks. <laughs> By can, the record. Right, exactly. <laughs> you can also find You Gotta Have Faith on iTunes. Just click on iTunes, click on store. You won't have to buy anything, don't worry about that. Don't buy the record. Exactly. Use the search <laughs> engine on the upper left hand side and you and search for You Gotta Have Faith. Just type it in and you'll find us. For Android users, download the SoundCloud app or go on soundcloud.com and search for You Gotta Have Faith and you will find us. Jeff right. Fun? <laughs> yeah, You Gotta Have Faith, another one. All right, and we are out. Oh, 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 oh.